Well, today is Christmas Eve, one more day until Christmas. Woohoo! Or as Kermit the Frog says, after all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas Day. Anyone seen that movie? So uh, I guess Granny Biz is still in the time machine, but regular Biz is obsessed with the Muppet Christmas Carol movie. Uh, I've lost count how many times it was a tradition for her to watch that every Christmas Eve because of that song. After all, there's only one more sleep till Christmas Day. That's my best, Kermit. I'll work on it. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Oh, yes. I, you know, and you're lucky because this is the one Sunday a year where you'll see me in a collared shirt. And I even have not sneakers on. So this is the best you get. This is, this is like a half-hearted attempt to look like I care about my appearance at all. So <laughs> anyway, so for the last four weeks, we've been spending some time revisiting the Christmas story, specifically four important people in this story, Mary, the mother of Jesus, Joseph, the father of Jesus, Herod, the enemy of Jesus, and today we're going to spend a little time diving into scripture about Jesus. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the point of it all, the reason for this whole Christmas season, every single year we celebrate because of Jesus. Not the lights or the traditions or the eggnog. Anyone drink eggnog? I love eggnog. Yeah, team eggnog. Some people are like, I don't want to drink that. It's like so thick. It's like drinking melted cream cheese. Why would you want to do that? It's all about Jesus. And I'm gonna try to keep this teaching brief today, which is difficult because you could spend a lifetime talking about the person and the teachings of Jesus. I mean, there's so much to this person called Jesus of Nazareth. And that's just one of his many names, Jesus of Nazareth. We, we find many names for Jesus in scripture. Son of God, Emmanuel, the spotless lamb, the Alpha and the Omega, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Bread of Life, Living Water, Lord, Savior, Redeemer, Rabbi, The Word, The Vine. I like this one. The Lion of the Tribe of Judah, The Bright and Morning Star, The Image of the Invisible God, that's cool, that sounds so deep. There's so much to this person of Jesus. So I just wanna spend about 10 minutes today sharing with you some of the most crucial aspects, some of the most important things that we need to know about Jesus in this season. First and foremost, Jesus is our savior. In the Gospel of John, we find this very familiar verse. Most of you have heard it, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. We all have sin in our lives. This sin separates us from God. But God loves us so much more than we could ever know. He sent his son Jesus to die for our sins so that our souls could be healed, so that we could spend eternity with him in heaven after our time here on earth is done. All we have to do 
to receive this free gift of grace and forgiveness from Jesus is to believe. Call on his name, believe in Jesus, and you will be saved. You will be adopted as a son or a daughter in the family of God. And this is the most important decision any person can make in their life, this decision to choose Jesus, to trust Jesus, to follow Jesus. Simply call on his name, receive his forgiveness. Jesus is our cure. You know, there's been a lot of sickness going around lately. Uh, we're just getting over some sickness in our house, lots of winter colds or flus or just nasty stuff. Uh, Zoe's school Christmas program was canceled this year because so many people from the school got sick. Uh, the music teacher got sick. Awful. I mean, they're, they're hopefully they're going to try and reschedule in January, but uh, so it turns out Zoe got whatever was going around at the school. She was sick early, earlier this week. Thank you for praying. She's so much better now. And uh, it's important for us to remember, sickness was never a part of God's plan. His perfect plan, his original plan for this world, there was no sickness. When God made the Garden of Eden for Adam and Eve, it was perfect. It was paradise. Then Adam and Eve sinned, brought a curse of sin over this world. And that answers a lot of questions for us, like why is this so broken and why is there so much pain here and sickness and disease and suffering? There is a curse of sin over this world. You know, and, and even people who don't believe in God or, or read the Bible, they have this sense that things are not as they should be. Things are not as they should be in this world. Something is not right. There's so much brokenness and hatred and war and disease. Even the earth groans under this curse. We, earthquakes, hurricanes. Sorry to say the H word here in Florida. We get more hurricanes than any other state in the country. Wildfires, floods, droughts. The earth is groaning under this curse of sin. And we need a cure. We desperately need a cure for this sickness that has overcome the world. But God has already begun his rescue plan by sending Jesus, and someday Jesus will return and make all things right. And his victory is already secured. We read in the book of Revelation, the apostle John, he has this wild vision. If you've ever read Revelation, it is something. But this verse, one of my favorite passages, I've shared it a lot, this is crystal clear. John says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. He will dwell with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. That's what's coming. Jesus is the one seated on that throne. He is the cure. He is making all things new. Jesus is our cure.
Jesus is also our purpose. You know, I know my purpose in life and I consider myself blessed. It is such an anchor for me when life gets crazy to know my purpose in life, to know my calling. You know, there was a time when I didn't know what I was supposed to do with my life. I thought I wanted to be a music producer in LA or Nashville. And I'll be honest, you know, there have been times I've wondered if life would just be easier if I weren't a pastor. I'll just be honest with you, there are times I've wondered that. Being a pastor can be really hard sometimes. There's a lot of highs, a lot of lows. And it, honestly, it probably would be so much easier to not be in ministry. But God has called Biz and I to ministry. And we would not have peace doing anything else. God has just made this so abundantly clear in our lives that we are doing what we are supposed to be doing, that we are exactly where he wants us to be, and that our lives have been set apart for ministry. And it is such a blessing to have clarity about that purpose and that calling. I mean, sometimes I daydream about going into IT when I look on, you know, online and see like, oh, that job pays six figures for something that I could probably do. And, or programming, I love computers, I'm a big nerd. I'm sure I could do it and find a career and never worry about money again. But that's not what God has called me to. I would never have peace running virus scans for people for the rest of my life because that's what people do in technology. <laughs> I would never be fulfilled doing something that God has not called me to. I can't tell you how much peace there is in, in knowing your purpose in Christ. You know, the wise King Solomon, he wrote in Proverbs, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. And then Jesus said this to his followers, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. That is a radical call, is it not? For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. It's a little bit cryptic, but let me break it down for us. If you are trying to make a life for yourself without seeking God's purpose for your life, you are wasting your breath. You are wasting your days. It's a fool's errand. You will never find true peace or fulfillment if you are trying to make a life for yourself without seeking God's purpose and calling for you. We need to surrender our whole lives to Jesus. Following Jesus is the only way to true peace and fulfillment. If you live for yourself, like so many people on TV, so many celebrities, so many athletes with millions and millions of dollars, they live for themselves and they come up empty. There's this quote from Jim Carrey, one of my favorite actors. He said, I wish everybody could get filthy rich so they could realize that it won't make them happy. Because the dude's got a lot of money and he's really suffered. I pray for him sometimes. Is he a Christian? Awesome. Praise God, I'll have to Google that. God's purpose for you 
will truly save your life. You will finally begin actually living life as it was meant to be lived when you live selflessly, when you live full of love and compassion for others, when you live a life full of acts of service and generosity. It's a life that's in close communion and full surrender to God. That's a life that's rich in purpose. So, church, what is your purpose? Why do you exist on this earth? There are so many people who spend their whole lives trying to figure that out, trying to answer that question, and they need help. They need some clarity, which brings us to another important aspect of who Jesus is. Jesus is our light. So many people in this life are searching, but they're lost in darkness. They can't see. You know, I lose a lot of things in our house. I'll often come to Piz and be like, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen blank? At least a couple times a week, probably. I'm sorry, by the way, for that. Um, and she's amazing, and she'll help me find things, and she's so patient with me. It doesn't help that we have these big black rugs in the house. I like our rugs. They're great. I also have black socks, which is impossible to find on a black rug. I'm like, oh, where'd, where'd my sock go? Or I have these black Bluetooth earbud things. They're, they're like not AirPods for 20 bucks on Amazon, you know. Um, and I drop them all the time. And they're, they're black. And so I'm looking down at this black rug and it's just lost in this sea of, of shag rug. It is, I need light. I need a lot of light to find this thing. And so many people in this life are searching endlessly, searching for meaning. They're searching for purpose. They're searching for something to fill this existential dread void in their life, right? But they're in the dark. They don't have the light of Christ. So they're wrestling with fear and despair, depression, anxiety. Why am I here? Why do I exist? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? These people need clarity. They just need someone to turn the lights on for them. They need a star of Bethlehem to appear in the night sky to guide them. They need Jesus, the light of the world. Jesus said this in the Gospel of John. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So my prayer for all of you is that the light of Christ would illuminate every part of your life.